Productions. Yes! Welcome back to Go Deep the Podcast, a member of Go Deep Productions, where we have an opinion like we have a clue. Thank you for coming back. And here's your host, John Nothing Doe. Oh yeah, welcome back. We have a real special one for you. I know when we usually get on here, we goof off a little bit. We say whatever's on our mind, but today we're going to be a little bit more controlled. At least I will be more controlled. I don't expect my guest. Today, we have someone that is looking to show everybody their family values, kind of help build on it, and wants everybody else to join in on that theme. They want you to understand the feeling of Toronto, and they want you to believe in the city of Toronto. We're going to invite on the show the one, the only, Giorgio Mamalini. How are you? I'm good. I'll, I'll, I'll be goofy as well if you want me to be. <laughs> I don't mind doing that. And when you introduce uh, someone, you don't introduce them as they. That's true. There's a he and there's a she. Absolutely. There's no they. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I was just trying to do it in the in the broad spectrum of things. You know yeah. what I mean? No, I, I'm being political with you. <laughs> I'm being political with you. That's okay. Yeah, so welcome. Just, yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it very much. I'm so glad you were able to come out and you know share your voice. In, in case anybody's not aware, and by now your head would be in the sand or you're in a different either province, city, country, whatever it may be. Mr. Uh, Giorgio here is running for mayor. He's a very good candidate. I think a lot of people don't put a lot of time into what he's saying his core values are based around the family is this correct yeah i think uh, now more than ever i I think we need to focus on on what's right and what's right is the family unit what's right is is focusing on what's right for our children and our our parents and uh, focusing on how we can make lives better outside of the home as well but before we do that we have to recognize ourselves as family no matter what kind of family you have right yeah where you come from at the end of the day unless you've got a sound uh, family we're not going to make it right with any government because government is straight away from family values right yes and so uh, when you start seeing what's going on on the streets today when you start seeing people getting stabbed and and hurt shot and and killed and uh, it's 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 how people are behaving now and we've let it get to this point because we've strayed away from family values. Yes. Governments have catered to the woke society. By doing that, they've ignored what's best for the majority of Torontonians, majority of the country, really. And so I'm here to say, uh, let's bring it back. Let's bring back our values. Let's bring back our morals. Let's bring back faith, no matter which which faith you believe in. Let's Even if you don't believe in faith, let's just bring back... Uh, a moral family, a moral society. Uh, And that's what I'm about in this election. Nice. I I really enjoy that. It's funny because you you brought up woke and I I love it. Every time I hear woke, it reminds me of someone that broke it down. They said the meaning was willingly overlooking known evil. Yes. (laughs) So if that hurt your feelings, I'm sorry. No, I'm I'm actually come forward uh, the last couple of days and said very clearly that uh, we have, uh, the way I'm categorizing Toronto is a woke Gotham uh, because that's what we're experiencing. And, and we're ignoring it. We're ignoring how people are behaving. We're ignoring, we're accepting the fact that people are, are shooting each other now and, and killing each other. And it's a norm. And it's time that it stops. And the only way to stop it is to say enough. We're not going to cater to the woke. We're going to, we're going to make sure that we say no in certain circumstances, right? Uh, we're we're going to say no to people that, that want to hurt our bus drivers. We're going to say no to people that 
that want to hurt our our employees that work in the subways. We're going to say no to people that want to want to kill our police officers and and our and and hurt them. We're going to say no to people that that feel that they can break the family the way they've tried to do. And and it's been done on purpose. Yes. You know? I truly believe that the people who have done this, it's been an ongoing effort for 25 or 30 years. Yeah. And we've, we have just gradually given into them, right? And now they've taken over our streets. They're on, they're on the roads. They're on the sidewalks. They're in our parks. We can't even have our kids play on, on playgrounds anymore without sharing playgrounds with, with discarded needles and, yes. and homeless people sleeping on benches. Like, we never thought this would happen as grown. I mean, at least I'm 61 years old. When I was a kid, it was free and easy, man. We'd go outside and come back on when the lights uh, turned on, you know. At, uh, and not felt any way right. about your parents and, didn't and feel now, any way. you know, parents let us walk to school. <laughs> I was six years old. I was walking to school, you know, probably a kilometer away. Right? Yes. Today, uh, parents are actually driving their kids to schools because they're afraid and now they're driving to university because they're afraid that if they take the subway they'll die right so we've talked we're 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 touching the the transit thing so let's uh let's go a little deep into there so we've talked about the assaults now as the mayor how do you see this unfolding and changing under your supervision is probably the best way there's only one candidate out of the 74 that are currently listed there's only one candidate that that has uh and i dare dare for me to say it the balls Yep. To, to say no to certain things. The the, the gumshot to, to be able to say, absolutely not. We are not doing it this way anymore. We're going to bring morality back to the equation. And City Hall isn't going to make any decisions without thinking about the family and what's needed for them first, especially our children. Yes. So I'm going to say no to people that, that want to take drugs on our sidewalks. Yes. Right? I'm going to say no to them in a tough love way. And I'm going to find them a 12-step program instead of watching them die on our sidewalks. Yes. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say no to people that that want to put up an encampment in our park and and live there forever. Can't give away our park space. You can't give away our freedom as as human beings to a group of people that are lost. They are, and I've said this before. I should be a better Catholic, but but I'm a I'm a God believing individual, and yeah. I and and I believe that these these souls have been taken away, right? Yes, and and they're on the streets now. So we have to be tough firm and we have to protect our families first and then we can be pleasant and we can find help for people if all of us really want to do that right absolutely in your opinion do you think that homelessness and mental health are almost hand in hand as much as they can be their own subject there's no question about it you know i i look in 1991 i wrote the policy on how to treat drug addiction in this province and it was with 12 12-step programs and in it we talked about uh, mental health as well uh, homelessness nobody really wants to sleep on the street no you know and any, anybody that that isn't sick perhaps with a, a an, an addiction or a mental illness of some sort they're not going to go and want to sleep on the streets no. these are these are unfortunately they're people that are sick and we've got to recognize it and we've got to help them with truly figuring out what it is that got them there to begin with. Yes. Instead of keeping them on the streets and saying, you know, we're not, we're, we're not going to, we're just going to kind of step over you because that's what we're doing. Yeah. We should be building out uh, some real forms of housing that bring them, uh, tr- you know, transitional housing is the way to, to treat yes. the homeless. And if we, if we were really serious about it, we'd build a lot more of them, right? 100%. And, and we're not. We're just, we're just pushing them aside into, into shelters and saying, this is where 
where you're going to be, right? Yes. But we feel sorry for you. So so let's just make sure you can sleep tight with another 3,000 of your friends all in one room. You know, my, my campaign manager doesn't want me to use the word cattle in this election, but that's how we treat the homeless, you know? So yeah. it, tough love is really the way to deal with things. And this is a file that, that I care about deeply. I think we should all understand it and help them. Uh, but we can't have them sleeping on the streets. No, uh, I agree with you there. We can't have people taking drugs on the streets. And we can't have people assaulting people on the streets. No. You know, you, you just can't do that. And we can't have a bunch of girls, you know, going after a senior and, and killing a senior on the streets because they're having their jollies. These are situations that have built up over time, you see. Social media all have an influence on, on behavior, in my opinion, right? Yep. So I think the woke agenda is there's a little devil going on there, right? And I think the devil is kind of taking over our streets. That makes sense. I hear what you're saying. So by you doing your 12-step program that you're saying, you're eliminating these people from being on the streets or finding somewhere to actually sleep, maybe some meaningful work that they can actually help rebuild their life maybe rebuild their relationship with their families. It's funny that uh, you bring that up because a part of my platform is to recognize the six generations of welfare that we have created in, in this city. We've pushed people aside and say, well, you know, the, the color of your skin and poverty is going to push you into a corridor, right? And we've got them at Jane and Finch. We've got them in Rexdale. we got them in, in Scarborough, right? Yep. Uh, and so we have to recognize that that form of housing, that segregation, we've got to stop it. And if we're really serious about ending uh, the six generations of welfare poverty, then we're going to do what I'm suggesting, and that's to offer them a city job. Yep. We're hiring people every day, right? Yep. And, and we're giving welfare checks away. So what I'm going to be saying is, I'll trade you. I'm going to take your, your your welfare check back, and I'm going to give you a city job, and I'm going to teach you how to cut grass, and I'm going to teach you how to paint, and I'm going to you know we're going to we're going to find the trades to help you, yeah. and, and the city's going to hire you, right? Yeah. And I think that most people will jump at that opportunity. Right. Sure. Why and not? Nobody's ever offered them that. We've always just said, you know, you you go find your job. Right. Well, yeah. You know, and then when you find one, you don't qualify for welfare anymore. Yeah. I'm saying, no, I want to help you. I want to I want to put the, the taxpayers money. It's a good use. Well, I mean, you know, we're giving them money anyway. Right? Yeah. We're giving them welfare checks. So why not? Why not give them a little more uh, money to do something at, at City Hall that's going to make them feel uh, like a million bucks? Right? Absolutely. You know, instead of waking up, not doing anything, they're going to look forward to waking up and going to work, right? Or have them, dare I say, with uh, a needle or a syringe in the back of a streetcar going down Carlton. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? many of them are, you know, they're stuck. Yeah. You know, because they're, they're, like I say, six six generations of welfare. Uh, they That's what they're used to. And people get depressed. And when people get depressed, they will drink alcohol. They will take drugs. They will forget their, their problems and their issues through, through substance abuse, right? Yes. Uh, and all we do is criticize them instead of trying to help them, right? So most people, I think, if they had a job, they wouldn't rely on on substances to to well, help to be them able through to the day. Build that family, like yeah, that relationship with friends, and you would you'd yeah. want to do more than just partake in that for yeah. sure. I think. And I did write the affordable housing, the first ten year affordable housing plan in North America was written by myself as well. So oh, wow. I'm very proud of that. Uh, you know, we started out by introducing a mixed form of housing, yeah. stopping segregation. So our first attempt uh, was was uh, and it was very successful. Was Regent Park. You, okay. You'll recall that we tore that down and yep. we rebuilt it into a mix. And you've got everybody living together now. There isn't any segregated housing, right? Yes. 
And and that was me who did that. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that transformation happen down Parliament and uh, going further into Regent Park. Like it's right. It went from like maybe three or four story like apartment buildings that were like really dingy and that's right. Uh, yeah. Now they're they were a like, hundred years old. Yeah, and 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 we had people living in there like like they were living living in molded units, cockroach and and rat infested units, and and we think we're doing somebody a favor by that. No. You know, instead of recognizing that we shouldn't have done it to begin with, we should have said a long time ago, it's time to end the segregation, right? And, Absolutely. And really offer people up something that I have hope for, right? Yeah. Hope is a very powerful word, right? If you hope to be out of a circumstance, you're going to get out of that circumstance. Positivity breeds positivity, right? Yeah, and then uh, a little bit of a helping hand yeah. from you guys will definitely uh, steer people in the right direction. Yeah. So this is a part of my plan, is to is to bring back uh, hope for the kids. You know, the kids in particular, right? Yep. Those poor kids, some of them have gotten themselves into trouble and they have no choice because their the role models are drug dealers, right? Uh, so... So for me, I, I feel like I almost want to forgive them if they've made a mistake and, yeah. and, and and maybe offer them a job as well to say, you made a mistake. It's okay. Everybody makes mistakes. Let's let's help you out of it. And hopefully you can... you can Well, uh, let's move forward, right? Move Instead forward, of, uh, you know, get yourself a family and, you know, maybe invest in a house one day if you feel, if you feel strong enough, right? So the strength is important for the kids. The kids need hope too, right? Absolutely. Okay. Do you see like at the bottom of the Esplanade there, the... Do you see places like that end up being torn down like other parts of Regent Park and rebuilt? All of it. All of it. Revitalized? All I of guess? it. Yeah. One of the reasons I'm running for mayor is because they almost put a hold on 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 all of this. They started with Lawrence Heights, but you know, the suburbs get the raw end of the deal all the time. Yes. Right? Those of us that fought uh, amalgamation are seeing that we were right, that Scarborough North York, Etobicoke, we're the ones that have suffered over amalgamation when it comes to transfer payments. That segregated housing should have been first on the list as well, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Uh, So I'm running for mayor because I want to defend the suburbs as well, right? Yes. On everything, not just affordable housing. Of course. Everything, because we've lost our value to our communities. And and when I say that, I mean it full out. I mean it that the people wake up in the morning and they look at their their, their roads and they're, they're crumbling and, you know, grass growing all over the sidewalks and the roads. Nobody's taking care of them. Our parks don't get cut anymore properly with grass. They let it let it go for six or seven inches before they cut it now. That's yeah. only in the suburbs. Yeah. Right? Once you get past Davenport, for some reason, yeah, everything's different. Yes. They, they treat Agreed. it differently, including snow removal. And so I'm, I'm going to be the defender of the suburbs this election. I'm going to tell downtown uh, to shove it. Okay. Yeah. That's it, fair. You know, shove it. You've had your opportunity. Now it's our, it's our turn uh, in the suburbs to get the transfer payments and to make a life for ourselves and our children in the suburbs. Well, I always wondered, and maybe I'm, I'm diving too far off to the right here, when you look at something as simple as property tax and you see a lot of that money going to the federal government or whatever, but like I, you see that money and it's like, well, every year we're, we're making all these condos, but it's like, it doesn't seem like there's any more money in the pot. It seems to be less money every year. And I, and I can't quite understand that. Well, there is more money in the pot, but it all goes to the downtown part of the city in okay. every equation. We don't see it because we've been used to, you know, we've been we've been segregated ourselves. Infrastructure money doesn't come to us the way it should. Yeah. And and we've been segregated and, and the mega city did that to us, right? Yes. So I, I I think we're, you know, there's no need for us to get income tax, 
increases every year. I think we need to just cool it a little while and say, what is it that we really want to give uh, to the taxpayer? Is it services? Is it traditional municipal services, right? Because if it is, the eight cents on the dollar that we spend may be enough, right? That's all we get, by the way, from from every dollar you spend uh, in taxes. The municipal government only gets eight cents, which is crazy because the Toronto city. is the biggest city in... Uh... So is it enough? It's not enough if we want to be everything to everybody. It's yeah. not. And Toronto's turned out to be a city that wants to be everything to, uh, to everybody. Uh, and now the taxpayer is the enemy. Yes. If you if you listen to people, they're saying, you got money, you're the enemy, right? We, we need to make sure that you get punished for, for working, for yeah. crying out loud, right? So I've noticed somebody that. has to be the voice and, and I, it's going to be me. Well, yeah. I appreciate that. It's so steering over to... The transit agency. So the LRT. Under your guys, what is your plan for what's happened? Because I know there was another candidate and they spoke about going after the CEO, which I don't know if that's really going to fix the problem, if you will, in terms of hurrying up the project. Well, going back to the transit argument, uh, it's it's Metrolinks, really, who's the, the culprit here. Yep. Right. Look what they're doing to Eglinton Avenue. Right. It's yeah. a, it's a disaster. It's not the city of Toronto's fault. No. Uh, those businesses went under because because we weren't thinking before we approved something. Right. Yes. It was stupid. Right. At the end of the day, I prefer subways. Yeah. You know, subways are more expensive to build. Yep. but last longer and less maintenance. Uh, LRTs are less expensive to build, but more expensive over time to repair. So the union has uh, a reason to fight for LRTs because they have job security forever. Uh, those maintenance people will always have a work. Have work, but is it is it the most effective form of transportation? No, uh, LRTs are no faster than a bus. No. So what are we doing? Well, that and I also look at we've already kind of been down the path of the SRT, and it's like. If you have something that's open in the elements and it's winter and we live in Canada, we don't live in Brazil, right? So it's not just rain affecting um, those tracks. So it really, it kind of defeats the purpose. And I'm just kind of worried that I think I heard that the same company we're using to build the LRT here is the same one that had a lot of problems out in Ottawa. Well, (laughs) I don't know. Let's just say... Uh, that my campaign is being run without lobbyists, without lobbyist dollars, without anybody trying to breathe down, you know, my neck when I'm the mayor of the city of Toronto. And I'm doing that on purpose because it brings up these issues. Yep. You know, uh, the same lobbyists that, that may have advocated for the mistakes in the past are in Toronto advocating for the same mistakes. So it depends on who buys someone the biggest stake. Yes. Really? At the end of the day. And I don't want any part of that anymore. Like, Toronto should not be run that way. And the bureaucracy should be... Uh, held accountable uh, with an integrity commissioner of their own. Okay, and, and I and I think that we've done a pretty good job of of recognizing that politicians have to behave in a particular way. But we've left our bureaucrats alone. Those um, hundred thousands of dollar salaries that are out there uh, have to be accountable for the for the decisions they make. That's why I'm going to fire the medical officer of health when I'm the mayor. Okay. Her decisions yep. at three hundred forty thousand dollars a year have killed our sidewalks and our safety safety in this city. They should have known better than to try to convince every politician that these so-called safe injection sites are the best way to go. Instead, they're, they're becoming disasters. So I think accountability is important too. I can see and, that. And, and, you know, everything, you know, I you'll hear me talk about woke because woke is alive and well here, right? And we have to stop it and uh, in its tracks. And woke isn't just about a group of people wanting to do what they want on the streets. It's about a way of life, right? Yep. It's about... It's about pushing their their way of life on our children, on our you know, and and so you're going to hear me say 
things like um, your child and your your parents should know that your child is having to listen in a, in a library uh, to someone, some man who's dressed like a woman reading to them, right? Uh, they should have a say in all of this before you do it. So I'm getting rid of that policy in the libraries completely. Okay. Uh, and and the transgenders, uh, while, while in my opinion, they were fun to watch when I was 20 years old and, and watching them on stage singing and dancing. Entertainment yeah. was great. I love them. But when you start pushing your, 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 your drive, your sexual drive too, onto kids uh, by reading to them and slowly progressing their minds, those those very valuable virgin minds of theirs, right, yeah. uh, into a way of thinking, you're pushing them to your values. Uh, I've got something to say about that, and, and I'm going to stop that. So you that, just want sexualization out of the equation. Yeah, of course. i got nothing wrong. Uh, nothing, nothing wrong with people that, that want to dress up the way they want to dress up. Nothing yeah. wrong. But, but I'll tell you this. There's only a, a man and a, and, and a woman, male and female. There's no they. As you corrected me as we started the show. (laughs) Right. There is no they. And and that's a mayor that that I'm going to be. I'm going to be that valued mayor that brings proper morality to the table again. Going forth and first day in, what does it look like for you first day into City Hall as the mayor? Medical officer of health, first phone call I make, she's fired. And along with her will be a number of others that have given advice, wrong advice, to our, our city when it comes to the progressive uh, nature of their files, right? Mistakes that have been made. I think the TTC boss uh, should should also be fired. Uh, I think that his technique and his vision has only upset the workers. And when you have workers that are upset and afraid and can't do their job properly, you're going to get a problem with whatever it is that uh, they're afraid of. So I'm defending the worker uh, with the TTC right now because they've been warning us uh, about this for quite some time now. Yeah. I think we're a little too top heavy with the TTC and we have to start listening to the employees a little bit. Uh, So I offered up, uh, I made this announcement already, I've offered up uh, the union a seat at on the commission itself. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Uh, and so I've had that meeting with them. They've agreed. Uh, I'm not sure who they're going to be supporting in this election. I'm not pushing them. No, of But at not. the end of the day, if they really want uh, a mayor that's going to value their, their professionalism, yeah. they should support me. And not somebody who's going to backstab them at the end of the day. Now, do you find that um, the media is favoring other candidates over you? Yes. And uh, why do you think that they're, they're kind of like cannibalizing you or not cannibalizing you? but putting you to the side and having debates without you. So when, when I announced uh, I announced my, my platform the first day, pretty much the full platform, right? We, we tweaked it a little bit as we go along, but, but I announced it in its entirety. They let me speak for almost 18 minutes Okay. with the full gamut of media around me at City Hall. Yeah. Uh, when, when a couple of days pass, you still got the, the reporters asking me questions and wanting to know more about my platform. The minute I started talking about faith, uh, the minute I started talking about crime in the city and how bad it is, woke. Yeah. Right. Uh, the minute I started talking about how our children shouldn't be pushed into a lifestyle, uh, they cut me off completely, really, eh? and they'd rather talk about where the where the, where Ontario Place goes, uh, or or whether or not the gardener should go back to the province. You know, yeah. they're not talking about the issues that 
that our families are talking about. Our, yes. our families are talking about safety. They're yep. talking about our parks. They're talking about our, our infrastructure. They don't want someone who looks like a woman that's a man reading to them in our libraries without them knowing. Yes. Th- that, that's what they're talking about, right? So this candidate wants to talk about all of that, and they don't they don't want to do it. And I, they know I'm effective at it. So yeah. uh, they're afraid that my poll numbers are going to climb. Uh, with this and that's why they're refusing to interview me uh, and they cut me off so i appreciate podcasts like this thank you so much no problem you know i was watching what inspired me to reach out to you is i was watching you talk to i don't don't remember which media outlet but you were talking about you being more interested in roofs over people's heads than bike lanes yeah and i can't say um how much i appreciate that i can't say that obviously anybody everybody and every anyone would but i just noticed that we're we're so focused on painting the road yeah. and blocking a lane instead yeah. of getting people from a to b and it makes it uh terrible for the average commuter yep. and it makes it very difficult for tra- the transit agency or yep. agencies for that matter to navigate and bring people to work on time woke gotham yes that's like, all a part of it it's it's a part of it's all about taking over the streets and the sidewalks and and it's a small group of people that have convinced the larger uh, audience in toronto that their way of thinking you know may may be the right way i don't know but i have to say this to you a hundred kilometers of bike lanes built while we were told to stay at home because of covid we were sleeping for three years they put us to sleep with with injections and telling us we had to do it certain way and you got to say this or you can't say that and arguments and lineups and grocery stores and we were asleep at the wheel and they built all of these bike lanes and spent billions of our tax dollars doing it right and nobody's asking any questions except me we'd rather be talking about where ontario place is going to go when in reality when i'm the mayor i'm getting rid of the bike lanes on any main arterial roads they're gone and and they're gone because i believe there's a better equation i believe that people who want to ride a bike should do it in a safe way off the streets and and so i want to build a bike network that works for for the cyclists right yes uh, and and i think it just it just makes sense here we are talking about the environment and what's best for the environment and we don't mind sitting in traffic for for four hours to get to work right yeah in some cases what's right? the joke uh it takes 60 minutes in toronto to get to toronto right yeah is the big joke the the bike thing it kind of hits home in a lot of ways um their safety first and foremost uh, I wonder, because I remember when I was growing up, there was like a protocol, you know, you had to know your hand signs, you yeah. had to wear a helmet. None of that stuff seems to apply anymore. And, and like you see the, all these graphic videos of people on bikes freaking out at someone in their car that didn't even know that they were there because they were dressed dark. Maybe maybe a vision uh, for people out there listening. It, it, t- typically in the suburbs or if we close down the gardener, you know, we... We choose to do something with our bicycles. The people that ride there know the rules of the road. Yep. They dress accordingly. They they understand the bike. They understand the safety of a bike. They understand the signals. They understand all that stuff. And yep. typically in the suburbs, you see that. Yep. When, when people want to go for a ride, they go out with 20 people, 30 people. And it is on the side of the road. They know what they're doing. They're taking care of each other. They're watching for each other. All right, let's go back to downtown for a second. Okay. It is a free-for-all. Yes. They don't care about anybody. They'll smack your their, your windshield. They will kick your, your door in if you come too close. There is no protocol for them. It is woke. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's it is woke and, and, and we have to end it. Yeah. And it's being done on purpose, you know. I think it all started I think the chaos started when the solic- the attorney general, former attorney general, 
of Ontario actually uh, hit someone and that person died that was riding a bike. I'm not sure if you remember this or not, but but uh, that he was uh, charged and, and he was never convicted because he didn't do anything wrong. In fact, the cyclist had done something wrong. Yeah. Right? But he lost his career over it. And then uh, chaos started in the city. It's like, you know, we have the right to be on this road. Yeah. But yet they're not paying any taxes for their for their bike. They don't have a license plate for that bike. Yes. Right. So maybe it's time for us to look at license plating south of, south of Davenport. You know, you want to ride your bike, then you're going to have to pay for a license. Right? Well, then I guess that leads me to the next thing, e-vehicles. I, I know that's... It's a weird way to call, but I know that the Toronto police have said that anything goes over 32 kilometers, technically in the city of Toronto, has to be licensed, insured, and plated. Obviously, that's not happening, but uh, what is your feeling on this, and how do you feel like it can be combated? I like e-vehicles. I like the feel of them. Yep. I'm talking about in general, right? Yep. I think I think uh, they're way too expensive. I think it's hard to... To manage uh, stations, you know, charging stations uh, cost the government a fortune. Oh yeah, uh, it costs the owner a fortune at the side of their house if they if they want to put it in. And, and at the end of the day, I believe that it is a system that could work for all of us. Yeah, if it's done properly. Yeah, right. I don't think we've done it properly. I don't. Okay, that's fair. I don't. Um, now, having said that. You know, uh, you know, you have all of those, um, the streetcars in Toronto, right? Yep. They've, they've now come to a halt on Queen Street. We've, we've put up, uh, or we're doing some renovations to the street. This is the time to end it. This is the time to end it and bring, bring any vehicles if, if they work, right? Yeah. Let's test it out. Let's see if they work there on, on Queen Street, right? That's what I will do as the mayor. I will, okay. I will say goodbye to that, that form. And I know it's a historical form of transportation in our city, yeah. but let's take one of them and put it somewhere, showcase the history and say, this is what it was at one time. The roads are a disaster. Yes. Right. And you couple that with snow and you couple that with bike lanes and, and people are going to die in our streets. So, so I'm going to say, get rid of, get rid of that form completely, pave over it and introduce some, some e-vehicles, maybe test it out, see how it works. So I'm not completely against it. I don't yeah. think we've done it right. But let's try and see if we can get it right, right? You know, I know this is probably far above anybody's pay grade, but what if someone like Elon Musk came into uh, came into the city of Toronto and said, I want to do something like I did in Vegas? How would your feeling be on something of that magnitude? I think most people are impressed by Elon Musk. Yep. But I'm a guy that believes in the little guy, right? Yep. Uh, I'd rather say to you if you had a, a form of transportation that that kind of works then maybe we should be investing in you instead of this billionaire right yeah that can do whatever he wants whenever he wants so should we take his his advice yeah we should but let's let's give the small entrepreneur an opportunity to to give us some advice maybe they have a, a form of transportation we should be looking at right absolutely uh, maybe the government should be there to invest in, in that as well i don't know uh that's not to say I, I, you know that we shouldn't be listening to him i i just no, no, I, I just think that you know, if we start listening to our own people and not the billionaires, yeah, uh, I think we, I think we'd have a better society. That's, Absolutely. So yeah, I'm right of the spectrum, right? But at yeah. the same time, I believe that, that the common folk should be listened to. Absolutely. Right? Regularly. Yeah. I hear that. And consulted all the time. Yeah. Which makes sense. I feel like in a lot of ways, the last administration didn't really consult so much as much as just doing. No, no government over the last four or five years, close to five years, yes. have consulted with anybody. Federal, provincial, or municipal. And they should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah. Because what's happening is chaos on our streets because of it. Absolutely. Right? And they used COVID as a, an excuse to not consult. 
Yes. But COVID was the best friend of the autocratic leaders in this country. Yes. Because they didn't have to worry. Nobody was there telling them not to do something. Yeah. They just did it. Great dictatorship, I have to tell you that. <laughs> yep. And that's all of them, eh? All of well, them. I know them all. So, you know, the prime minister, I, the, the premier, and the former mayor of Toronto, all of them are culprits this way. And and I'll call them to task as well. Yes. That. Consultation to me is big, and we have to talk to our families all the okay. time. That leads me to my next question. So you and Doug Ford obviously have uh, had a relationship how do you think that your relationship is when you become mayor? Do I can you, get along with anybody in a professional way. Of course. And that's how we should all get along. The problem is when you become too friendly with the people at work, it causes a problem. Sure. Because, because you're not making the right call professionally. You're doing it because you're a friend to somebody. Right? Yes. So with the premier, of course I can work with him. Is he going to be my best friend? Absolutely not. I, I'm not going to let that happen. Because you know, you're more, I, I, you're yeah. more concerned about the task at hand opposed to the friendship. Well, you, I got to get the job done. And, yes. and if I'm, if I'm having dinners with him and I'm partying up a storm with him, I mean, how, how is that objective thinking, or is it more of I, I, I don't want to piss him off, right? Yeah. Like I, that's just who I am. I, I, I believe in professionalism, right? That's the way yeah. to do the job. I, I've done the job for 30 years, and I have been a political and a professional friend to people, but I've never wined and dined with them and said this is i wind and dine with my family and my friends yes right my true friends right yeah so you got to keep a distance okay now if i were to give you two minutes right now to close up and tell the city of toronto why you're the man i believe you're the man thank you what would you tell them i'm the man because it's man and woman yes (laughs) uh i'm the man uh because i've got the experience for 30 years yes i have more experience than than pretty much all the candidates put together in government, all 70 of them, if you think about it. Uh, I have done what's what's needed to be done to get us to where we need to go before. Uh, I've saved money. I've taken care of people. I've made sure that the most vulnerable are taken care of. I've challenged people when they had to be challenged. I've thought about our family and faith first before I made any decisions and any votes. And it's for that reason that I think I can bring Toronto to a safe haven and back to where it once was when we can just wait for the lights to come on on the street and then go to bed safe and sound once again folks giorgio mamalini thank you very much for being on this show i really appreciate you sir thank you very much appreciate it this is go deep productions thank you for listening to go deep the podcast a member of go deep productions where we give our opinions like we have a clue you can find us on all forms of social media if you would like to reach out to the show email us at go deep the podcast at gmail.com and remember always go deep